Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, hi again, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of a Sports Talk. Doug Miles along with uh, Don Henderson as we come to you again from... Uh, beautiful Sarasota on a uh, beautiful uh, mid-May day, uh, Don. I know you just got back from uh, a little vacation in uh, in New Orleans. Yes, it was. It was beautiful down there as well. But uh, <clears throat> we're hey, we're in the height of the season right now. It is absolutely perfect today, and we got a lot of things to talk about. A lot of things going on, obviously, in uh, all walks of sports. But we'll start with uh, a couple of uh, really uh, important sports icons that we lost in the last week. We'll start with. Uh, uh, really one of the most interesting quarterbacks. Uh, one of the first guys I remember watching, uh, the first Super Bowl I watched was back uh, the 1970 Super Bowl IV, Minnesota against Kansas City, and uh, the great Joe Cap passed away this week. They have so much, they got a little blip in the paper yesterday in the New York Post, and uh, talked about he threw some passes, but uh, only a few of them had spirals. That's right. <laughs> but he, he won the biggest game of the year when he won the Super Bowl. And, uh, well, he got to the Super Bowl, yeah, Kansas he, City beat him. Yeah. He was a quarterback that liked to run through people rather than uh, around them. Yeah, he was uh, not the kind of a Billy Kilmer type, right? Not not a not a flashy kind of quarterback, but uh, he would put his head down. I was watching some of the uh, video highlights up on YouTube this week, and uh, he would just run right through the uh, the line. He wouldn't take a slide for ever any time. No, he was a he was a just a warrior. That's what he was. But and when he threw the ball, he did not throw did not throw it very. Giant uh, quails. Nope, it was just sort of <laughs> wobble around. He uh, had a good career in the Canadian Football League, and then uh, Bud Grant, who coached in the CFL one time, knew about him and brought him in after they uh, traded Tarkenton to the Giants. Well, there were a couple, and of course, Dick Vermeil was fortunate enough in St. Louis, so Warndergert uh, came in from the Canadian League, also came in from uh, the kind of football we had in Sarasota here for a while. He played in that league for a period of time, and then he went to the Cardinals, and the rest is history. Yeah. Joe Cap, 85. Sadly, he had dealt with uh, Alzheimer's in the last several years. Uh, he was actually coach of California's uh, alma mater, and uh, that, remember that great play where the band came on the field? Yeah. He was the coach uh, of that game where they won. That was a very unusual situation. <laughs> they thought the game was over, and they kept running through the band and into the end zone and wound up losing the game. And uh, <clears throat> But uh, <clears throat> you're right, we've had a couple of uh, coaches, great coaches now that are having that kind of a problem with the right. Alzheimer's. Uh, Bobby, you know, we talked a little bit about Bobby Knight last week. Uh, he's having some difficulty with that, and uh, uh, it's more prevalent than you would necessarily think. Yeah, yeah, too bad uh, about that. Who knows if uh, the concussions led to it? A lot of football players are going through that. But, yeah. Uh, and Cap was also an actor. You saw him in a lot of TV shows uh, for a while. A lot of football players went into acting from that era, but uh, a good life. Uh, and we had a chance to interview his son about three years ago when he wrote a book about his dad. So uh, dad led a good life, but uh, 85, Joe Cap, And another great uh, pitcher from the early 70s, uh, of course, those Oakland A's teams that uh, won three championships in a row, 
Vita Blue passed away, 83. He came on the scene in a dynamic fashion. He just came in and it was overpowering. And uh, for three years there, four years there, uh, I, they just couldn't hit him. Uh, he was an outstanding player. And again, uh, died a little bit too young. I thought some of these people now that are passing away in the last few weeks that we've right. talked about, uh, not as old as you would think. No. Now, he uh, had a great, like you said, uh, beginning of his career, about three or four years, then kind of fell off a bit. I believe he had some personal issues uh, uh, that he dealt with, but came back with the Giants later in his career and, yeah. and pitched quite well. Really a guy that you think should have won 300 games and probably should have had 3,000 strikeouts in his career. I think he wound up around 200 wins around that. Uh, a good career, but uh, really should have been a Hall of Famer. Right Another one we lost is Denny Crum. Uh, he died, I think he was 82. Right. And a great basketball coach, and uh, unfortunately, uh, as we said, we've uh, last couple, for many years. Right? Last couple of weeks, we've just uh, sort of hit on a number of guys that have uh, take that last curtain call. Yeah, you probably knew Denny from doing the Temple game. Absolutely, right? you know him very well, and uh, very, very good coach, and a very, very, very nice guy. Yeah, really one of the legends, and. <clears throat> Pretty much uh, a clean program his whole career. You never heard much uh, negativity about him, right? He, uh, I'll tell you, they were always on the borderline. Louisville was always on the borderline of having a few guys that were <clears throat> maybe a little questionable. Is that right? But uh, he, was a, he was a winning coach, uh, uh, ran a very good program, and uh, it's too bad he just passed away. They won one title, right? I think one. I think he won I remember him winning one, I believe. So, yeah, <laughs> Danny Crum, uh, another one in there, but... Uh, anyway, we just want to uh, pay tribute to uh, to those three. But uh, I guess the other story, Don, uh, we can talk about more local, but uh, I guess national in a sense. We had uh, your friend Pat Williams on uh, a couple of months ago talking about uh, the Orlando uh, baseball that he's trying to put together and some news this week. The Orlando Magic is the name that he liked to use. and he says well, the dream, that, uh, Dreamers for baseball. <clears throat> yeah, they're, they're trying very, very hard to get a franchise in Orlando. <clears throat> However, the latest information we saw during the course of the week, uh, <clears throat> now that the uh, the Rays are starting to get a little bit more, uh, generating a little bit more at, at, the, at the gate, uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to move uh, to Orlando. He was hoping they were going to be able to move that franchise to Orlando. He had right. a stadium all set up. He had a billion and a half dollars laid aside for a stadium and to move a franchise or an expansion franchise if they go in that direction. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, however, most of the things that we saw this week are saying he's a long shot. Yeah, uh, they said baseball does not want the Rays to move 150 miles, whatever, across state and uh, just stay there. I think if baseball had its uh, druthers, they'd prefer all the Rays move it to a different state. It looks worse, I think, in baseball's mind just to have them move 150 miles away. Well, they thought they had a great chance because of the fact that if, uh, the turnstiles never really, you know, matched up with a major league franchise. They no. weren't able to average better than 10,000 people a game. And, uh, you know, we're talking now 20-some years. And so there was a lot of pressure on uh, the Rays to move somewhere, whether it was to Orlando. Right. Pat thought he had a great chance to just move them down. But uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. I know he's still very enthusiastic about doing it. I wouldn't bet against him. He got the magic down there. Right. He got the Rookie of the Year on the Magic team this year that was uh, improved over last year. Uh, he's done a lot of great things in sports. I, I wouldn't vote against him. Yeah, I think his deal, just reading it kind of quick, uh, not as much 
uh, public money goes into it. I think he has a lot uh, that the team would uh, invest in it as opposed to public money. Yeah, and he said that uh, he had, when we talked to him, that he had a better than 10,000 season tickets guaranteed before they came in. Right. And so that they So you're matching the raise right there. That's exactly right. <laughs> and uh, But there was a big story in the uh, Herald here in Sarasota yesterday about the improvement uh, with the enthusiasm of the Rays getting off to this tremendous start, yeah. that all of a sudden it's starting to reflect on the turnstiles. How long that will last or whether it will continue, I don't know. But at least it's a little bit of an impetus to uh, stay where they are in St. Petersburg. Yeah. And again, this is going to go on for a while now, because the Rays uh, lease has got uh, what, three years left, but the Rays got to make a decision soon. That's a big problem. I mean, you know, as you said, what are they going to do about the Trump? Uh, are they going to get a new stadium? Are they going to build it in Tampa? And there's a lot of pressure now on the people in uh, St. Petersburg and the people in Tampa to come up with some public money uh, to fund all this. And so far, that's not happening. No. Now, people in Florida are fed up with uh, financing stadiums, particularly right. in Tampa Bay. <laughs> the other stadium issue well, we've talked about before on the show, the Oakland A's, uh, they look like they had their deal all in place to uh, build that stadium uh, right across, uh, basically across the street from uh, the MGM and not too far from the football stadium. But this week, uh, apparently, uh, they made another deal uh, to uh, knock down the Tropicana Hotel, really one of the icons of Vegas hotels, and uh, build it on that land. Apparently, it involves less uh, public money. I didn't see the story. You told me about it earlier today, and uh, uh, sort of makes a lot of sense if you can build a stadium. Uh, they're looking at, uh, what, 35000 something like yeah, that. right. <clears throat> and they're getting very fortunate because the league's not going to charge them for the move. Relocation. The, yeah. the, and uh, so they would be in great shape. And I, don't, I guess it would probably take three years. They'll have to play maybe where the minor league team plays. They're going to have to because you, in, you in, can't in, have that team play in Oakland no. in front of 2,000 people at, for another three no, years. Absolutely no, absolutely. No, not only that, but they're not any night, but they're not competitive. I mean, no. right now they're uh, the, the dredges of baseball. Awful. And the commissioner's not going to go along with that. Yeah, they have the minor league ballpark already there. It actually is the Oakland A's Triple A team. Yeah. And it holds eight, ten thousand. They could add a few more stands to make it fifteen if they needed to, if necessary. But uh, but yeah, Tropicana uh, Hotel. That's one of the ones from back in the early fifties. Back so, in the great days uh, of Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, so that's the, the latest. Who knows if that's going to happen? But yeah, that's, that's not that Las latest. Vegas isn't great today. It's got everything, and you know. Years ago, at the, we weren't allowed to have baseball, we weren't even allowed to go into the casinos, the players, or any of that. Right. And now gambling is a part of the Pete, game. Pete Rose probably likes this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. He lives out there, right? Yeah, he's still there. <laughs> he's still there. We'll wrap up just quickly on the uh, the playoff situation. I know you follow the basketball uh, with your 76ers and uh, interesting games last night. Huh? This is going to be the game uh, today, yeah, later today, because uh, uh, they're playing, you know, Sixers pretty much, I thought, had to win it at home in game six. Uh, it did not happen. They, they beat the, <clears throat> they, uh, they lost to the Celtics in a big number in game six. Now they had to go to, up to Boston and play game seven today. Yeah. So uh, it's, uh, they are certainly not an odds-on choice to win on the road. Yeah, Celtics, uh, throughout their history, have rarely lost a game seven at home. Yes. Going back to the old Boston Garden days, right? No I don't question. know if they've ever lost a game seven at home. I don't know if they ever have, but they, <laughs> I know we beat them one year in, in game six up there. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, it, it, I think uh, you know you have to say that the Celtics are going to be favored. Uh, the 76ers obviously have in Evis the uh, MVP of the league. 
He's had a tremendous year, scoring better than 30 points a game. So we'll wait and see what happens. Uh, but last night, uh, uh, Los Angeles, the Lakers uh, held on, won by uh, what? About 20 points. Yeah, pretty close to 20 points. And Curry did not have a real good night. Uh, LeBron wasn't the dominant factor, but the overall team last night played very well in Los Angeles, and uh, they move on now to play Denver. Denver, yeah. Hockey, uh, Toronto, who uh, beat the Lightning down here for the first time uh, ever, I believe, in the playoffs. Uh, they ran into a tough team, and uh, the Florida Panthers, and the Panthers knocked them out. Everybody thought that Toronto was on the road to success. Two stories. I thought they were going to win it all. If they <clears> yeah, win. two stories there. One, they took out the Lightning, which was something of a rarity because they had never beaten the Lightning in a playoff series any time. And the other thing was that uh, their coach uh, over the last, uh, since the Rangers lost and the Rangers fired their coach, uh, there's conversation now that the coach from Toronto will move to the Rangers. Yeah, Keith is his name. Yeah, so we'll just have to wait and see where that actually turns out. Yeah, Rangers fire a coach after two years, over 100 points. Both years. Uh, last year they made the semis. This year they get knocked out early. And uh, bye-bye Gallant. Well, the man who took the not only Vegas the, Golden Knights to yeah. the finals in their first year. Not only that they <laughs> lost, but they lost that last game, game seven. Yeah, it was four, a yeah, I mean, four getting blown out 4 nothing, and yeah. they decided that, that. that really hurt. But at the yeah. same time, as you said, how many coaches are you going to get that are going to come in and, you know, rack up 52, 53, 54 right. points during the course of a season? He's done that now with several different teams, yeah. and yet you fire him because he loses one game. Yeah. I don't know. No. I don't understand that. When Emil Francis was there about 20 years, remember Emil? <laughs> yeah. Of course, he was the GM, too, so he couldn't fire himself. Well, they've got a, quite a list. Of, <laughs> we can talk about it at breakfast this morning. They've got quite a list of former Rangers that they're thinking of interviewing. Messier, as we said, uh, keeps putting his name in the hat, right. but he's not a favorite. And uh, But they have three or four other uh, Candidates and now, of course, the fellow from Toronto has just come into the running since they they lost. Yeah, and uh, also out in the West, Golden Knights win last <coughs> night, so they're uh, ahead of the Dallas Stars. Yeah, uh, Seattle uh, trailing in their series, uh, so Beavers and Seattle can come back and uh, be an expansion team in their second year to get to the next round. But no matter what they do, they're already ahead of the game. I'll tell you, the two expansion teams, and you got to give Bittman all the credit in the world. And he had two expansion teams during his tenure. In the National Hockey League, both teams have been contenders in the very first year. Yep. And no other sport that I could think of no, that never had happened. a contender with a team that was an expansion Except, team. except when 67, when you had those six new teams come yeah. in, you had to have somebody in the West yeah. to make it. But that, that's a different situation. Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, what was the other team? Uh, Jersey gets knocked out by Carolina. Yes, so. yes, they got knocked out. So no New York hockey teams in there for all us New York hockey fans. <laughs> Well, they had three to start with, and now they have none. they got nothing now. (laughs) (laughs) They all went down the drain. Well, that'll wrap it up for uh, this edition. Don, I know you're heading back north. We will continue to do our shows uh, periodically uh, via telephone, but we won't be in our beautiful gazebo for uh, a few months. (laughs) Okay, I'm looking forward to getting back to Jersey for a short time. Keep track of what's going on up there for us. We'll we'll track it down, and we'll do, as you say, we'll do a number of shows during the course of the offseason on the telephone. We'll do that. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you again soon.